This week's podcast brought to you by Hobnobbers. Our basement studio here is bereft of two familiar items. I've been here for years. The Barbie Dreamhouse and the Barbie Airplane has flown the coop, as it were. Our, our soon-to-be 12-year-old said she no longer plays with them, and they can be donated, donated, and I'm a little bit bummed out by that. So am I, and she said the cook and learn is next. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Well, baseball always has Fan Appreciation Day, and, and this should be Ball and Chain Appreciation Day as a special treat to our listeners. We're going to do just a half an hour podcast. I think it's perfect. Well, it's it may not be perfect, but it's twice as good as an hour-long podcast. Yeah, for sure. And half as good as a 15-minute podcast. <laughs> Part of the reason is uh, we're recording this on Monday. We normally record it on Tuesday. Um, Therefore, we will have, I, I should warn listeners in advance, no, no DGS. I wonder when it when was the last time we didn't have a DGS correspondence to to bat cleanup. It's like the Chinese restaurants in New York that say no MSG on the menu. <laughs> this is no DGS. Right. And and which podcast number did we start, you know, having him um, bat cleanup? I don't know. We would have to uh, ask a ball and chain analytics person. Yeah. Well, that's Mark Simon, isn't uh, it? He's not going through the archives to find that out. But yeah, fair enough. He, he did coin completionist. That is true. Um, I'm heading out tomorrow early in the day to uh, to Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to the ESPYs on Wednesday night, uh, which is exciting. I've never been to an ESPYs in Los Angeles. The last time I went to es- the ESPYs was when they were in New York, I think in the late 90s. I don't think I've even been since the, uh, the calendar turned to the 2000s. But um It'll be fun. So hopefully next week's podcast, even if we decide to keep it 15 or 30 minutes, hopefully I'll have some good stories. You, you and and our, one of our children, well, our eldest daughter has replaced me as your plus one of choice. And uh, the two of you will be hobnobbing with a cavalcade of stars while you're in Hollywood for 48 hours. I don't know. if Is it hopnobbing or hobnobbing? Hopnobbing. I thought that's what you just said. I said hobnobbing. Oh, okay, because I go. Have I been saying it wrong? You, all you these may. Years? You may also hop a knob perhaps, with a caval- cavalcade perhaps. of stars, but I hope you will restrict it to hobnobbing. Yes. Um, no canoodling. Uh, no, I'm excited. It's going to be really fun. Um, she heads off to college in less than a month, or just over a month, I guess. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, this time with her. She, she'll. She'll be excited to see people, athletes that she recognizes and non-athletes that she recognizes. And she'll just be happy to spend some time in L.A. too. So it'll be fun. Next week, you'll come back with a, with a, a tales of, of daring do, your uh, a montage of Hollywood scenes. You'll, I picture you two at the Hollywood sign. I picture you two going to the Brown Derby, which hasn't existed in about 50 years. I was going to say, I don't even know what that is. That was a hat-shaped restaurant, famous uh, from Hollywood of the 30s and 40s. Maybe we'll ride the mechanical bull at uh, 
what's the name of that restaurant? At the place uh, next to the Sunset Saddle Hyatt. Ranch. Saddle Ranch next to the Sunset Hyatt, yes. Yeah. Maybe you'll ride motorcycles up and down the hall of the, uh, of the of Sunset, the Sunset Hyatt, Hyatt. Even though we're not staying there? No. Yeah, there's lots of things we could do while we're out there. I, I, when I report back next week, I don't think we'll have done any of those things you just listed. Although she did say she wants to uh, walk towards the Hollywood sign. Hmm. Walk towards it? Or go to it. I, I, I think that would probably yeah. be more exciting. Um, so yeah, so next week's um, podcast should be... Chock full of good stuff. Chock full of tales of Hollywood debauchery. Yes. Instead, this week... Should I should I share? Well, well, even while you're while you are experiencing um, Hollywood debauchery, I will still be here experiencing uh, Connecticut drudgery. So we will have the yin and the yang of of uh, of of the ball and chain experience next week. Yeah, it'll be perfect. This is really just turning into a podcast previewing next week's podcast, which is bound which to is disappoint. Which is just fine. Well, we can continue to preview next week's podcast, or should I no, share? No, let's, let's post let's, you last week's uh, Should activities. I share with the listeners what I spent a, a good amount of time doing uh, today? Please. I'm sitting on hold with the pediatrician's office. One of our children gets has is highly allergic to poison ivy. Highly allergic just meaning the rash gets to be really bad. And uh, we noticed that he has a little bit of poison ivy on him. So I'm like, all right, instead of waiting for it to get really bad this time, I'm going to call the pediatrician and ask, should we start medication? Should we? What should we do before this gets bad? And um, I was on the hold for like 15 minutes and then they hung up on me. And then I was on hold for 50, five, zero minutes. Granted, I was doing other things. I was packing for LA and doing whatever while on hold. Um and then they hung up on me. So I have not been able to get in touch with anybody. Just simply ask them, how do we prevent how do we prevent uh, poison ivy from getting worse? But um, as you can imagine, I was I was delighted by this entire thing. Do you think experience. they hung up on you or or that you were somehow disconnected? Hung up on you suggests that they wait fifty minutes just to really wind you up and then hang up on well, you. Well, both times I was on hold and there was like, nobody ever answered the phone. I got to the, you know, press whatever to make an appointment and then hold. So there's hold music or a person talking or whatever. And then both times I got removed from hold. Like you could tell I, we were no, I was no longer on hold and then disconnected. No well, one we ever spoke. But uh, so I don't know if they just can't use their phones there. Either way, the result is the same. I have a high to very high level of frustration right now with the pediatrician's office. Um, we've had tales from the waiting room. This is tales from the virtual waiting room. That's right. That's right. So from the virtual waiting room to the actual waiting room, I was in a waiting room last week. And, you know, we've been talking frequently or not frequently, but recently about some experiences from the waiting room. You had the person listening to the telenovela on, you know, the highest volume. I had a guy walk in and he was having a phone conversation on speakerphone. So he was loud, but so was the other person. Like usually if somebody's on the phone, they have their earbuds in or they have the phone pressing no, against their ear. As we've demonstrated, not usually. True. This is this is, seems to be the norm. And they can be loud, but it's not usually both sides of the conversation. Um, what was the conversation about? I don't know, because I, I did a pretty good job of tuning it out. He was saying something about uh, some 
something construction related, building a house and the cost cost of the house. But it didn't. I didn't get the impression that he was building his house. I got the impression that he was in construction or he was talking to somebody else. Whatever. It was like a lot of stuff that I just didn't. Why didn't feel you like say, people in the waiting room should be hearing? You should have called me, sat next to him, and put me on speakerphone. And I should have. We could have talked about hobnobbing or and any other kind of inanity. I could have joined his conversation. That's true. I should have put you on speakerphone and had you respond to the woman who was like, on the other end of his line. It would have been the telephonic equivalent of mixed doubles in tennis. Would it? It exactly yeah. would have been yes. Yeah, because I, I could I could respond serve. to you, or I could return I could return to either court. Right. Right. Yes. Um. So there was that, and then uh, you know, there's a lot of things in the last couple of years that you know done less frequently or haven't done at all as a result of COVID, and um, it's been a few years since I had a pedicure, and I had a pedicure recently. And sit in the chair and they ask me, what kind of pedicure do you want? And I'm like looking around to see, usually there's a sign up that says, you know, the different kinds of pedicures. What are the different levels of pedicure? I don't even know. And instead they handed me a, a menu. It was very similar to a Cheesecake Factory menu in that it had pictures, um, big print, and it was laminated. So I just flipped through and, uh. Ended up getting the basic pedicure because I didn't even know what the upgrades were were, on the other pedicures. Were you by any chance at the Feet Cake Factory? (laughs) No, I was not. And I'm sure there's some places you go now where like like at a restaurant where you order your food on your phone or you go to the QR code. There's that's probably a thing at at uh, when you're getting a manicure or pedicure, you go to the QR code and order up what you want on your phone. This place wasn't quite there yet, but the the menu, the Cheesecake Factory, the Feet Cake Factory menu was um, definitely new to me. Whenever I go to a, a, a place that where they handle your toes, yes, I never order the cheesecake. <laughs> never when they handle when they handle your toes. Well, I said, how often do you go to places that handle your toes? Well, uh, usually it's it's at, at my my bank, which is strange. <laughs> That's really the drive odd. through teller. Uh, I've never been to a place. Who was asking me recently if I've ever had a pedicure? That wasn't on the podcast. No, that was in real life, wasn't it? I don't know. Well, I, I was somebody there. around a fire. Yes, you were there. You just weren't part of that conversation. Somebody around a fire pit the other night. We were. Uh, we had made a rare, a rare Punxsutawney Pete uh, emergence from our from our subterranean dwelling and saw other people. Yes, you were there. I was, but I, and I was around the fire pit. I just. Did not. I was not part of this conversation. Somebody was asking me if I've ever had a pedicure. Was it a ma- man or a woman asking you this? Um, like, it was. It was one of the one of those, but I, I don't recall. Somebody, I assume, who has had a pedicure. Yeah, I think almost everybody in the conversation has had had one. You've never had a pedicure. No, I. I but we talked about it would require the lowering of a of a welder shield. There would oh. be sparks involved. Perhaps some, one of those uh, skate sharpening machines would be required. Yeah. And um, and no, I said I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy the experience. And I'm certain that the person working wouldn't enjoy the experience. So by not having a pedicure, it's win win. You'd be surprised that you you would most likely enjoy the experience. The, the girlfriend I went with to get my pedicure, um, she 
just always jokes if she's getting a pedicure and and with when I'm not there, which is most of the time, she'll just send me a text like the person just went into the back to get the extra tool they need. Which to was do, which to which do my feet. Which in the case of my dad, who has gotten pedicures in his eighties, it would be I think they're gardening shears. Yeah. Well, for hers, I don't think and it's a belt the, sander. It's not for the toenails, but more for like the the heels of the feet. But um, but anyway, we should we should that should be a resolution for you within the next twelve months. You should get a pedicure. It, it's it's a really lovely way to pamper yourself. It's a nice. It feels nice on your feet. I'm I'm going to wait just about another year or so and actually pamper myself. <laughs> or do that. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about my Dorfman? <laughs> yes, we can talk about your Dorfman. Well, then let's talk about my Dorfman. Well, you lead. It's your Dorfman, after <laughs> all. That's true. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't uh, metaphorically pamper myself, um, but occasionally I, I, I do require to comply with the law being clothed in public. Mm-hmm. And so every 20 years, I, I purchase an article of clothing. And um, my most recent purchase, which I opened uh, with with great anticipation, trembling with anticipation and excitement in the kitchen. Upon its arrival, I ordered a $22 hat, which I later learned the brand name was the Dorfman, or the- The The style. The style, and the manufacturer, I believe. And I put it on in the kitchen and um, to great ridicule. Which only, which only, which only redoubled my my desire to wear it in public. The ridicule, which had I've done to nonstop do. since. The and ridicule had nothing to do with how you look. You were you were ridiculing my Dorfman. No, I was ridiculing the fact that you were calling it a bucket hat. You were, you were saying I ordered a bucket hat. Only, you pulled it out, and our daughter, because, our oldest daughter, said that's not a bucket hat, and I said that's not a bucket hat, and that's why you were what, getting what, ridiculed. What, what what But what in fact is it? It's a bucket hat. It's, it's not it, a bucket it, hat. It's listen. I mean, I don't mean to be listen. that guy. Listen, listen. Who are you? Listen, listen, Toots. You know what? Who you know what? Are you? When you listen, were nothing. when you were at the Dorfman, you become Frank Sinatra, and you start talking like that. Listen, Toots, a ring a ding ding to you. Let's avoid the listen in the future. Did I say that? I know that was unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking uh, are, forgiveness are for that. Listeners to listen. Listen up. Listeners. I tell you what, the Dorfman it, it, it turns me into another human being. And, I guess so. And he's uh, he's from the 1950s. Rat pack. Oh, but it, but it, 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 you know, but it came with a packing slip which described it as a bucket hat. And I, I own other bucket hats. I'm a bald man who who likes not to get scorched in the but summer don't, sun. Don't you admit that this is very different from what the other bucket hats you own and other things that you would refer to as a bucket hat? Uh, perhaps, but the, the the point is, I felt instant, instant um, deflation. From, from having ordered one piece of twenty bucks worth of every day at our house, packages wash up on the shore of our home from various delivery companies. Um, it's 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 not good. And then almost not, every day things are going back out that are being returned. It's an unsustainable way of, of living. It's hyper consumerism. It's it's kind of well and so 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 one time, one time in a decade I order something online, it arrives, I put it on, and I instantly feel uh 
feel uh, the object of a ridicule. Well, it was, it, we had a good laugh about it in the kitchen, so it was worth the $20. Um, <laughs> but in the defense of myself and our kids, because when, when packages are coming in, our children are not store-sized children. Our children are, you have to go on the catalog and get tall or weird sizes. And so getting ready for school or when our daughter was going to the prom or when we were ordering her an outfit for the ESPYs, I have to order these things from either tall stores or things that have not normal size person sizes. And, and you've they been doing- come in and then the stuff that fits that you keep, you keep, and then the other stuff you send right back. So I, w- I would rather there be a tall store somewhere near us where we could drive there and try things on and purchase them or school uniforms, whatever. But that's just not the life that we lead. You've been doing this since long before Amazon. You've been ordering stuff, having it sent to you, trying it on, sending it back. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather it not be that way, but that's the the way it is when you're, you know, I'm 6'4", our oldest is 6'3", our son is probably about 6'3 now and skinny because he's only 13. Even our youngest, who's only 11, is, what is she now, 5'7 or so? Um, but with an, a skinny 11-year-old frame. so And can't buy kids' shoes, which yeah, disappoints or her. Or kids' clothes or anything that she likes that's so kid-like. Her so options, anyway, her options when buying defense. clothes are like a uh, 35-year-old uh, insurance executive's business suit. Yeah, for the most part. Really? That is true. I know. Or a Dorfman. Or a Dorfman. But I, but, but uh, to send her out to uh, to play in a tweed jacket and a... <laughs> in a briefcase is, is kind of depressing. That would be a little odd. There are, by the way, um, female insurance um, executives. So that's what I was thinking, like the That's what I was thinking also. Okay. Of course we're female insurance executives, and our daughter is a female. That's why I said okay. wearing, you don't think women wear business no, suits? No, they do. They probably just don't carry briefcases. Well, nobody cares, carries briefcases <laughs> <True>. anymore. <laughs> True. But they they did is, I mean, didn't, there were no such thing as women's briefcase. I mean, women carrying briefcases. I'm no, not suggesting it was a women's briefcase. Well, are. I mean, are there women carry suitcases, right? Of course. So, I mean, I guess the larger question, Rebecca, is. Right. The larger question is, do people still carry briefcases at all? My dad carried a briefcase for. 35 years. You know who cares? And and I grew up wanting to carry a briefcase. Your dad still carries a briefcase except instead of bringing it to work when we were out in Minnesota and he came up to the cabin for a day, he uh, packed his clothes and toiletries yes. in a briefcase. He carries his briefs in a case. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He, he he made manifest what a briefcase is all about. He packs as light as you can pack. He has this slim profile it's a briefcase. It and is. he packs his clothes in. Yes. But then did and you- leather. Did, did your, with handles. Did your dad carry a briefcase to, to work, he to did. school? Um, you know what? There was a time, I don't remember, it wasn't his whole time teaching, but there was a time where he had a briefcase and it had the, like, I don't know if it had a code to open it, but it definitely had the buttons that you pushed in or pulled out and they're flap. I think the metal be, buttons I, that I, would I, open. I think it was a combination then, more than a code. I don't think he was typing in- Yeah, it was uh, like- he may have had a combination or he may not have, but he definitely had where you push the yes, buttons and in probably, and that's what my dad had. whapped up and then you would open it. In fact- Have his lesson our, plans and his mimeograph sheets. 
When our house was burgled while we slept in it uh, one summer night, uh, the police found, among other things, my dad's briefcase in the park across the street. And I think the only thing they took was, I think he had like a, a, a dollar bill signed by coworkers or something from some event, you know, one of those first dollar you ever made kind of things. And, yeah. and that was taken. But but yeah, I mean, it was my, I didn't, I mean, from a relatively early age, I knew I wanted to be a writer. But even then, you can carry a briefcase, you know? Didn't Alex- You just have to have some place to go. So I, in my mind as a child, I would pick up a briefcase, put on a, a Dorfman, in essence, and, and leave the house. Didn't Alex B. Keaton carry a briefcase to school on family yeah. ties? Yes, exactly. How sweet would it be if our son who's starting high school in the fall, if he said, you know, I don't want a backpack like all the other kids. I, I just want a briefcase. I'll put the iPad, the school-issued iPad and the notebooks and pencils you know, and pens in my if, briefcase. If he said that, which he wouldn't, but if, if any kid said that, I would have total confidence in that kid's future. His immediate future where he has got his butt kicked or like well, no, no, not as immediate. I would, I would have nothing but, but uh, despair for his immediate future. Right. But his long-term future, yeah. Yeah. Well, should we open up our briefcase of viewer's mail, Rebecca? We definitely should. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Again, this will be uh, no DGS. I mean, it just feels... No MSG and no DGS. I wonder if that means next week we'll have two. No, we'll have because... The one from this week and... Well, there'll be the one from this week, but will he send another one recapping? Should oh, you, I see what you're saying. Should you preempt it? Should yeah, you, preemptively. Should you, Dr. Why don't Siegel. you send... Well, no. He'll have written one. You need to send him an email today. Well, perhaps he's composing one send as that, we speak. Just send him an email and so he doesn't feel any pressure to get one. Okay. A viewer mail in, say, Dr. Siegel, we already recorded the podcast. You know, I, just, I w- you know. I will do that. But as you know, the ball and chain uh, viewership is hanging on the question of innies and outies. Remember know, from last true. week? I know. I'm sorry, people. You're going to have to wait one more week. Well, nothing I can do about that. But our first viewer mail, and we only have a few here uh, because we're, recording this earlier than usual, is uh, from uh, our uh, pumpkin monocle and jeweler's loop dealer, George in Columbus. Remember last week we talked about the Legends of LASIK? We did. Billboard. Yes. Billboards in Minnesota. And we suggested placing similar billboards around Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Right? We did. Uh George and Columbus writes, Steve and Rebecca, although I have performed a fair amount of LASIK over the years, I'm happy to say I have not appeared on any billboards and cannot claim legend status for anything. Oh, you're being too I mean, modest. Uh, legend status on multiple fronts. Pumpkin carving, uh, chief one. among them. Yes, exactly. But since you brought up LASIK marketing on the last podcast, about 25 years ago when LASIK was a new procedure, I was approached by a marketing team trying to get me to use their LASIK man television and radio campaign. The premise was that an alien named LASIK man came to Earth from the planet 2020. Get it, Rebecca? 2020? Yes. To free Earthlings from the bondage of glasses and contact lenses. I am not making this up, George adds parenthetically. I wish he was was because it would be creative. Even though I turned them down, they did let me keep a plush LASIK man toy. I have attached a photo, as you can see, this ophthalmic superhero 
Glad you had a nice visit up north, George and Columbus. And indeed, Rebecca, and ready for this? You can't then see it, I warn you, once you've seen it. There is LASIK man. He looks like he's had some kind of uh, eye procedure gone wrong. Well, uh, it's not his eyes so much as his cheeks. What's going on there? Well, he definitely needs uh, he needs uh, uh, cosmetic surgery, man. Yes. But uh, He looks sort of like a chipmunk storing the... Nuts for winter. He no? also appears to have visited uh, Botox Man, don't you think? See, they've, they've raised forehead, the permanently arched eyebrows. Yes. And, uh, and an interesting cap. But yeah, for so those who can't see this, that to me so I can it, post it on our Instagram well, you say account. This, you say this every podcast, and you've never posted anything That's on our not Instagram true. account. I have, and I will. At Ball okay. and Chain Podcast, I believe. Ball and Chain okay. Podcast is our Instagram. And people who want to send in viewer mail, ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Ball and chain pod at gmail.com. Hi, Restiva, writes Ralph in Maryland. I do not know if it's still there, but the town of Greenwich, Connecticut, put up a goose crossing sign similar to the one described in Vera Mail last week during the 1980s. You'll recall last week, Rebecca, there was a was it goose crossing, was it a turtle crossing? It was a goose crossing. It was a goose crossing. We, we sent that's a picture right. of that's the right. geese crossing. That's right. And, and the age old question of how, do the, how can the geese read the sign, you know? <laughs> I don't think there was an actual sign. I think it was just where the geese were crossing. Well, but if there was a goose crossing in, in Greenwich, they must have had geese who could read signs and know where to cross, right? That's true. The Canada geese invasion there made the national news. If there was a Canada, if there was a Canada geese invasion of Greenwich, Connecticut in the 1980s and it made the national news, it was surely part of Johnny Carson's monologue. And uh, we will almost certainly come upon that episode yes one of these nights yes. in our nightly uh, binge watching of carson's of mm -hmm. the 80s it drove the parks department to distraction writes writes uh ralph i have yet to see a turtle crossing sign though we have seen them in this one i believe there's a turtle crossing sign mm -hmm. i think you're right i sang to myself stinks like a man apologies to the four seasons just before steve did walks like a man frankie valley in the four seasons rebecca yes Ed and I did go to a minor league baseball game, which was rained out. We had a good time anyway. So Ed and Ralph in Maryland, mm -hmm. uh, viewers, mailers, previously known only to one another through viewer mail. Yes. Attended a minor league baseball game. Rained out once. And it was like. rained out. But how about that? They connected. They connected. I wonder yeah. if there'll be a second minor league baseball well, game. Well, was there a rain check is the, is the question. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, finally, Rebecca, three viewers mail. So the cleanup spot, ordinarily reserved for DGS. Yeah, who gets the cleanup spot? Well, it's a one, two, three inning. Yeah. So when we come to the next inning next week, maybe we'll have uh, Dr. Siegel batting leadoff. Finally, dear Rebecca and Steve writes, Bob, our simplest of palindromes in North Carolina, please see the attached photos of a throwback ball and chain coaster complete with red plus sign in the foreground of pictures of Alcatraz in the fogless city skyline of San Francisco. And there, Rebecca, beautifully focused uh, in the foreground is a uh, bootleg uh, fugitive oh, wow. ball and chain coaster. At Alcatraz. At Alcatraz, where it belongs in violation of the law as he is with this contraband coaster. That's right. Uh, lucky to escape. And and the, uh, the unmistakable uh, skyline of San Francisco in the background. This may even be portrait mode. And uh, Bob writes, this was supposed to have been our Ireland trip in 2020, then 2021, postponed, of course, due to COVID-19, the pandemic. 
stateside travel went remarkably well, and like the Russian family in the 1970s, there were no Carl Malden sightings. Oh, I thought he was going to say, like the Russian family, there was a pair of underpants that and made it into the Pacific. His, his, uh, uh, perhaps there were. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps the, the briefs escaped the briefcase. The Streets of San Francisco is his email header, and I now have the Streets of San Francisco theme, a Quinn Martin production, in my head. God, that's a great theme and a, and a great show. Michael Douglas, Carl Malden. I'm, uh, I, I'm reminded that last week, I believe it was Rachel in Idaho, sent uh, a viewer mail about her coaster being cut in half, since sent out another one, while on a European vacation. And what I didn't know from that email was that she had attached thumbnail photos of the ball and chain coaster in front of various landmarks in, in Europe. So well, send me that as well. It's time I will to start send you that these. as well, and I will send you this as well. Oh, there's more photo. There, there's 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 more photos. Uh, now now there's the photo of the coaster with Alcatraz in the background. So ball and chain on the Perfect. rock. I, I'm going to be busy the next day or two posting photos to the Instagram account. You're going to be busy. Mark my words. The next day or two. Uh, uh, hobnobbing with a cavalcade yes, of, when of I'm stars. At, when I'm waiting at the airport, what 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 better? It's gonna be you, to do? Lucille Ball, and Jimmy Stewart <laughs> at Schwab's drugstore. Yeah, Hollywood and Vine. Um, exactly. And, and and some some paparazzi with a big smoking cameras. You know. Perfect. Right. Yes. That's what I picture anyway. Okay. Good. I'll be here. Uh, you'll be hobnobbing with a cavalcade of stars. I'll be here. Nuking a hot pocket, um, but so send pictures, take pictures, send pictures, and maybe and bring a coaster. I will. That's you a will good not, idea. You'll do none of these things, but uh, but we'll we'll hold you to it next week. I think that's everything we have, Rebecca. Perfect. I think we're gonna just about stick the landing on the thirty minute mark. So, for producer Denny Gallagher, Tom Dickhari, play, play us out. out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pad live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.